G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz and this is episode number 80 of the Outback Mind podcast. So much for joining in once again, episode eighty. Uh, that's that's come around pretty quick, hasn't it? It's uh, been uh, what five months, I think, since we started. So uh, five, six months. So it's it's a, it's a good achievement. I've got to give myself a bit of a pat in the back, and I, something that I, I don't do much, so I will do that. And uh, yeah, appreciate um, all your support and and. Um, the community that this is uh, this is building it's it's so um, you know uh, awesome to see so many people tuning in all around the country and sharing it with others and um, yeah it's helping a few people out there so the idea the idea is to be able to you know get more guys connected and, and sort of more aware of their emotions feelings um, and well-being I suppose at the end of the day and something that uh, that I'm very passionate about as you know and to be able to build a uh, community, but also to be able to, you know, get guys connected. And um, today's guest uh, is pretty much a testament to that. His name is Simon Lewis. Now, Simon, a few of you may remember, played for the Brisbane Bears years ago before they were the Lions. Um, but then he went on to a South Australian football career in the SANFL, playing uh, for Centrals over there. He's had seven seasons, was really successful. And... Um, Sort of since then, he's got out and done a variety of different things. But uh, I suppose over the last few years, he's been really focused on men's well-being. Um, with a guy over there, they set up a uh, an organisation to support guys. But uh, what's happened over the last couple of years is they've actually progressed it into uh, into an app. Um, so the app is called Greg, and what Greg does is basically gives guys um, some some form of connection with others throughout the country uh, that are doing similar things or have similar interests, but also it provides an, a, an accountability tool for people to be able to track um, their their emotions, their physical fitness, their, um, their all-round well-being, which is a tremendous thing. You know, I don't think we can, we can ever underestimate the power of, of human connection you know one-on-one but uh, the next best thing is to use a device and um, you know certainly what Simon uh, has been able to create here is as a really proactive uh, device which is you know supportive of us so I was keen to get Simon on to have a chat about that because you know I, I don't have um, the ability to be able to provide an app uh, per se and uh, I reckon this is a pretty good one so you know I really encourage you to listen to Simon's journey and how this may potentially be able to help you if it's something that you'd be interested in so appreciate you joining in just want to make a special mention to our primary partners uh, nutritional partners so green nutritionals who provide um, awesome organic uh, superfoods so green organic superfoods so if we're deficient in our diets, these are these are the real deal. They're products that are actually are naturally based. They're not synthetic and uh, certainly sourced from the best parts of the world. So you know, magnesium, uh, calcium, spirulina powder uh, products, all that type of stuff, which can really support our our physical health. And when our physical health is working well, our mental health works well. So you know, I really uh, encourage you to to check their website, greennutritionals.com.au. Also, we get support from Pure Life Organic Sprouted Bakery. So their breads are sprouted. When we sprout our grains, it actually digests much better than what uh, it does when, when they're not sprouted. And um, when our digestive health works well, uh, our mental health works better. So their breads are available all around Australia. I really encourage you to check them out, purelifebakery.com.au. 
Alrighty, listen to Simon's story here. I think you're going to enjoy uh, what he has to say about um, his life in general, being brought up in Queensland, his footy career, and sort of where life's taken to him, uh, for, taken him to now. Simon Lewis, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. Thank you very much, mate. Great to be here. Yeah, no worries at all, mate. We're just talking. You're in Adelaide at the moment, and I'm uh, in central Queensland with a pair of shorts on, and I'm pretty warm, and I think it'd be pretty fresh down there, wouldn't it? Oh, very lucky, yes. No, it's, uh, I'd love to be up in God's country, mate. No, it is yeah. pretty chilly down here, and the big difference with Adelaide winters is that's our, that's when we get our rain, yeah. so it's cold and wet, whereas I suppose up in Queensland, the wet comes in the summer when it's warm, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so you don't sort of have to worry about rubbing up too much, which is good, so sort of, I, I spent like all my life below the Murray, you know, so it's good to be up here um, and uh, enjoying some warm weather, mate, and so, so is all of Australia, mind you, they're all up here at the moment in caravans and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's sort of out of down there if they can help it and, uh, and getting up here so it's actually actually got a lot busier but oh, mate uh, yeah mate that, we'll talk about you know uh, uh, that with what you're doing with the app and how that can be helpful for these guys that are up out of their communities too but um Mate, I want to I want to really uh, talk uh, a bit about get you to talk a bit about but your background now and obviously you know coming up uh, as a young fella in Queensland and then sort of going into you know football as a career for a while and sort of how life's evolved for you. Yeah, look, I, I I'm a Brizzy boy, so Queenslander at heart. Grew up in Brisbane, was raised by mum and one of four boys, so grew up in an environment where financially we you know we didn't have much. But never felt like I went without. You know, we had, uh, I suppose, the camaraderie of, of what were brothers, but also mates close to us all the time. And as long as we had a, a footy and a bike and something to do, we, you know, we were largely engaged and, and loved the upbringing. And, um, you know, we, we, my oldest brother played union first and sort of didn't, didn't like it and then played some soccer and was goalie in a team that was undefeated. So he, he ended up in Aussie rules and, and as younger brothers do, we sort of followed suit. So, you know, we all we all played footy growing up for the pure sake of the love of it. And, you know, I suppose the attachment and camaraderie that comes with being involved in a team and the mateship and, and everything that it, that it brings. And I suppose as you age and you get a bit older through grade 12, I, you know, I made a Teal Cup team and... Um, played in a national carnival which sort of rolled into a local bloke getting an opportunity with the, the Brisbane Bears at the time and um, was fortunate enough to be involved with them for, for two or three years and played a handful of senior games but um, you know I suppose we, we was fortunate to play footy at a, at a decent level but more what I take from that is that the you know what what the value it brings to the individual and that's it's being involved in an ecosystem where it's pretty structured and regimented that you're training and and you're exercising with your mates mm. um, and being involved in a club based team based environment where you know I suppose the the mateship and camaraderie is massive and for me as an individual while I love the the footy and the journey it took me the life experience I suppose it's taught me a lot more about the value of team-based sports and the value of connection and the value of, of living a healthy and active life, which is, you know, as an older guy who finished playing footy over 20 years ago, that's probably the, the, the biggest thing out of any sport. It doesn't have to be footy, but the biggest thing out of any team-based sport is that that connection and mateship and, and team camaraderie that you get from being involved with it. So Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about this, but... 
when you've got those mateships and then you disband from that that group, you do lose a lot of that that mateship that you actually once had. And um, uh, you know that that's strong. You you spend moments in time with individuals, which is powerful, but uh, it does get I suppose forgotten about or, or lost. But um, yeah, we'll talk about you know Greg and uh, and what that's actually doing to to sort of help support that uh, as a conversation goes. But I want to sort of explore like your time in footy. Um, you, you know, obviously you, you played at a higher level. You would have had some. Well, you look at it back there when you were playing in the early nineties at uh, at Brisbane. Just how how much it's changed in that environment. How much more support structures we've actually got now compared to what was in place back then. I guess you would have had the senior coach and not much else to uh, to really support you as an individual. Who was coaching you back then? Uh, yeah, look, Robert Walls was the, the coach at, at, at Brisbane, and then you're spot on. I mean, he had a couple of assistants, a well-known Queensland figure in footy, boy called Norm Dare, who was heavily involved with Southport Sharks. But mm. that was really it. You know, it was a very – and Brisbane, you know, it was an, an embryonic footy club, so the resources that exist and the ecosystem that exist in supporting professional sports people now certainly wasn't there in the 90s. And, and I think reflective of society – the way that footy clubs and, and individuals and teams deal with the mental health element of, of men's life was was you know old school back then and it wasn't spoken about it wasn't you know it wasn't really an issue that was on the table and I think for the individuals that suffered with anything in that space that you know it was really a closet item that, that they dealt with in, on their own mm, you know that's right was there any any moments over over that sort of journey you seem like yeah yeah your upbringing was pretty good, but does, was there anything that affected you as an individual that someone might have called you or labelled you with or, or something that stuck with you for a while? Oh, I mean, look, to, to be very frank and honest, not, not to me. I, I didn't have any of that, but certainly people that were close and around me did. Um, and I think that could be, you know, for, for a whole number of reasons, and some of it might be... Um, you know, their, their ethnicity, their, you know, I suppose their, their, the way they present or whatever. And it comes back to, for me as an individual in the world that I grew up, I was very fortunate. I, I, I didn't interface with things that, that ruffled me. I, I didn't grow up with a father figure, um, but I didn't think for a minute that I sort of missed that. Um, I know one of my brothers particularly was very different. He, he, he did resonate with mates that had father figures that allowed to provide that, you know, I suppose that guidance that he felt he missed. Mm. Um, but certainly some people that I played with, um, both in Brisbane and at local club West, and when I got to Adelaide and Adelaide, that you could see some people that were teammates that at different stages through their journey of footy, pre the, the, the life challenges that it throws at you, remarriage and kids and all that sort of stuff, that certainly had some issues with, um, you know, in, with their life. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't identified back then. It was you were labelled pretty quickly. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were obviously a bigger guy, so a lot of people would have avoided putting shit on you. But um, <laughs> uh, I was one of the smaller ones, so I got a bit of the shit too. But but I I, 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 could, yeah. I could give it back. But uh, certainly. Um, I knew where the behaviour was coming from. I sort of had that intuition young. Uh, I sort of knew when someone was sort of, you know, labelling or judging or criticising where that was actually coming from and being able to sort of see for what it was rather than buy into it, you know. And a lot of guys, the young guys that are vulnerable, they'll, they'll take it on board. And a blow to the heart is, you know, more powerful than a blow to the body, as Paul Ruse said to me. And um, uh, I just think uh, that that's pretty well relevant. You know, we don't pay enough respect to what... Uh, What's, what's sort of being um, you know, outlaid to individuals and what that can do to impact them, I suppose? 
Oh, 100% agree, man. I think that that sort of falls in line with society a little bit, isn't it? We're much more aware of, of, you know, the communication, the communication style and what we can say and what we can't say, and there's probably a fine balance with, with all of that. And, and I suppose I grew up in, a, in an environment where with three brothers that there was stuff thrown around at you every day, mm. you know, like, and you build pretty early a resilience to, and because it was family, it probably wasn't as, as nasty and mean as, as peers can be in the schoolyard. Um, mm. Probably the other thing, mate, is that I don't know what Rusey said, but in a footy ecosystem, pretty well, particularly as you get, you know, into the high levels, those things are knocked out by the, the, the basis of a team. Mm. You know, people that are that are that are victimising people and hanging shit on them and, and not treating them well. Most times, the team ecosystem will push them out and look after those that are that are within. It's probably more the wider world that's the issue of the people outside of that team base, particularly for for sports people that are in the public domain. That you know, that people can just take a pot shot them from everywhere, and it comes back to the individual as to you know, I suppose how how they react to that and how it affects them. Yeah. which we see every day in society being an issue, obviously. Oh, we do, mate. And, and obviously, male mental health issues and suicide are really prevalent. You know, I've had numerous conversations you know, with guys about that. And, uh, yeah, look, it's, 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 it's interesting um, talking to uh, Anthony McShane the other day about uh, his supplies, you know, labour into, into mine sites uh, with guys that have come from prison primarily and sort of rehabilitates them uh, back into... Uh, into oh, life. Great. Oh, it's an awesome, awesome thing. And um, really what happens from there is, mate, he, he observes on mine sites guys that are, you know, in high-level roles that he didn't pay him, but they're also, you know, financially, like, in a mess. Like, they've got themselves uh, so far in hock um, to try and sort of get ahead, but really that's that's making them struggle at the end of the day, and, and that, that struggle becomes part of your makeup. And if you're, you're stuck in that, like the... The, uh, the elements of uh, the ideology of suicide and those sorts of things start to become a lot more stronger. Spot on, spot on. Um, and I know that uh, having worked in the recruitment industry for the last sort of 15 years, and particularly in the areas you're speaking about, the whole fly-in, fly-out market, and then you've got mates in construction and a whole lot of groups that are set up in other male-dominated industries that you know, have a focus on helping guys in that space, but it is a real issue. You know, it's a massive issue that, uh, you know, they go away and they earn a lot of money, but they come back and, and you know, come back as a silo, I suppose, and mm-hmm. into a, a community that they're not there all the time. So it affects marriages, it affects a whole range of issues in their life. It does. And really, it's not just it's not just the workload. Our, our, our natural rhythm gets knocked out of whack big time, you know. Like, we're certainly pushing against... Uh, the cycle uh you know we're working hard we're not sleeping well and when we get home we're cooked and it takes a long time to recover from that but usually like you know guys pardon me guys are hitting the booze or drugs and it's just putting their their yeah. their circadian rhythm sort of right out of out of whack and they're they're, they're getting back to balance again is, is something that's so distant that they just keep going around in that cycle of self-destruction until um they have to go back to work again Exactly, and it's a massive issue because they and plus some of these guys are younger guys, and when they're on these mines earning massive, uh, working a lot of hours, they earn a lot of money, mm. and then as you've just identified, they typically come back and blow a lot of that on alcohol, drugs, whatever, and so you know that's 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 an, an environment slash ecosystem that we'd love to help and and help point these guys in a different direction. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's. Uh 
it's very timely, you know, doing what you're doing because you, there's opportunities for you to be able to connect guys with their workmates through this uh, and also, um, you know, with their, with their old friends and so forth to give them support. And, you know, I'd like you to tell us a bit more about, obviously, you, you've been in the men's health scene for a while, um, you know, what that sort of was like when you started and why you started it and obviously where, where that's got you to uh, with regards to the development with the app you've just, um, you've just been able yeah. to perform, yeah. Yeah, great, mate. And look, if we go back a couple of years, I suppose, where, you know, Craig Cotter, my business partner, um, had an idea of, of trying to help men. And I suppose we're, we're, we're sort of in our late, well, he's in his late 40s, I'm 50. And, and we, we both came from an environment which played sport and the benefits of being involved in a team and, and having the camaraderie and mates and the connection, but also the physical activity. And, and I think after you leave that ecosystem, you go on the journey of life and, and through family and marriage and kids and work, that a lot of guys fall out of touch slash out of the loop with, you know, the old footy mates or work mates, school mates, whatever it is. But the ecosystem, that connection and um, there are there are so many great organisations that are in the market that I'm, I know you've dealt with and contacted and had these sessions with a number of them that deal with blokes that find themselves in the space where they need help um, and you know that's the cure I suppose Craig and I sat and planned or well, how do we prevent that like how do we stop guys getting into the space where they put in their hand up for help and mm. it's a massive issue in society so. You know, through many, many uh, sessions of his having a chat, I suppose our focus was never going to be the cure, it's prevention. And what, what really resonated with us coming from that background was that if, if, if blokes connect and or exercise three to four times a week with, with other males, that they're, they're nearly 50% less likely to fall into ill health mm. physically and mentally. Mm. And for us, that was just a beacon. So how do, we, how do we encourage and promote that? How do we allow guys to reconnect with old communities, whether it be old footy teams, past players, old alumni schools, you know, um, work, whatever it is? Um, but then also for guys that probably haven't had that benefit is then how do we reach and allow guys to connect with new communities of like-minded individuals? Mm. So if I'm a retired guy who's got a boat, I've got no one to fish with. There's a bloke down the road that would love to fish and doesn't have a boat, you know, as an example. So hence all of that conversation, you know, I suppose as we sit here today, we've gone live last week with, with a movement called Greg, which effectively the strategy of the company behind Greg, which is Men's Owner for Life, is to improve the health and well-being for men to improve society, women and families and all those around us. And we want to achieve that by promoting and encouraging men to connect more often and also to be active. And, you know, the whole movement of Greg is to encourage and promote that. And we've built a, some tech behind that, which is an app and a web-based version of the app, which will be released soon, which is really the tool, the enabler to promote and encourage what we've just spoken about, the connection and activities. And it have a whole lot of events on it, content feeds, recipes, exercise plans, and a whole lot of things that provide tools for men to encourage a much better lifestyle for men but it's a sustainable thing. It's not a six-week blast to get a healthy abs. Yeah. It's a lifestyle for the rest of my life journey that, that Greg hopefully can infiltrate change. And, you know, whether we like it or not, men commit a lot of things in society that, you know, we shouldn't be proud of. And, and part of Greg's journey is to help change and, and you know, I suppose change those behaviours as well. Mm. 
well said, mate. So it's interesting. Like I've always, not always, but I've had a mindset of prehabilitation over rehabilitation for a long time. We've got such a reactive society. We we deal with things when we get to the uh, the stage where we need help. But to be able to sort of help ourselves is a is a you know something that it's it's quite foreign to all of us. We're sort of just programmed to to follow the breadcrumbs society lays out for us and that's working hard and earning money and drinking booze and all that sort of stuff. But then we, we find ourselves falling into physical or mental um, imbalance and, and that, that that's reactive. But if we're actually like saying, well, yeah, I'm pretty good now, but I want to stay good, then uh, all of a sudden, you know, we, we have a, a, preventative, a, a preventative approach, I suppose, which is really important. And that's a mindset that... Uh, that can sustain you uh, for life. And I believe that actually spreads. If people see that in you, they might be able to look at uh, things a little bit differently themselves and, and take that, um, that, that methodology rather than sort of wait for something to happen. It's spot on. And, and I think our push is the long-term sustainable model. You know, we, we, we don't have to be, you know, we've all been watching the Olympics over the last week and admired immensely the journey that these athletes have been on and, and the showcase they put on. But I think as you get older in life, it doesn't have to be about being the best. It's really about the participation element and, and the fun and enjoyment from playing social basketball, having a hit of volleyball, tennis, you know, whatever it may be. And, 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 and the value is the mateship and the connection and the camaraderie. It's not being the best at everything. And, and I think the journey we're trying to get everyone on is just to be active. And it doesn't matter what it is, it can be walking. You know, it's just about that. The, the, the value of the connection and the act, act, active bit is immense. And, and I suppose if we, I mean, if we spoke to 100 of your followers and said, put your hand up if you could be physically or mentally in better space, you know, I'd almost guarantee that most of them will put their hand up. Mm. But the second question is, if you haven't got your hand up, do you know someone that could be, then everyone would. So it's, you know, I suppose this journey that we're trying to create is to care and, and have some thought for those around you and give back mm. and, you know, look after yourself and make sure that you've got a long-term sustainable life that's in a great place. Um, but if it is pretty good, well, then, you know, I suppose show some show support for those that are around you that aren't. And with the prototype being is that when you ask your mate, how are you going, mate, which is an instinctive Aussie thing to do, and the instinctive answer is great, we want that to be real. Yeah. You know, yeah. we want we want that conversation to be real and also the answer to be real. And with the end in mind, we'd love for every bloke to be saying, I'm great. And then if every bloke's great, you know, there's a much higher likelihood that their kids are great, the, 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 the females and their partners around them are great. And, and hence, we've achieved the ambition of improving that, you know, I suppose through improving men's health that we improve society. And yeah. that's our strategy. Absolutely, mate. I've said on many occasions on the podcast here like guys are just uh going into life uh as being you know sort of uh seen as the provider and uh and, and that's their role but there's so much more to being a man than that and uh you know the things that we can learn from each other and maybe some of the things that we weren't sort of educated about at school um can start to open up and if you become curious and you've got others that are that are like-minded, um, you know, in a network with you, like, you know, which you're able to sort of form through your app here. I just think it can really help uh, lift you up um, when you are feeling a little bit uh, off balance, but also give you a pathway to uh, to follow. So can you can you give us a bit of a, an idea of how the app actually works and what are the main functions of it? 
Yeah, no, great. Look, so the the ambition is to get blokes connecting and active. So um, over the next twelve months, obviously the, the functionality app will will be rolling out. But initially, the first phase of it is is based on a you know a content channel of partners that are providing you know material that that, that um, blokes would want to read. So matching your interests. But the real driver of it is an events and an activities zone that that showcase to blokes, when you come onto the app, you're picking your interest and, and your likes. So, you know, for me, it might be surfing, footy, cycling, you know, food and wine, business, every all areas of life, and you pick them. And then the app allows you to connect with like-minded people near you. So if you're in a group that's already exercising and catching up and doing stuff, then the app provides functionality for you to set an activity and then invite mates to that activity and, and connect, which people do around Australia every day. So riding groups, running groups, swimming groups, social teams, whatever it may be. Um, so it's about getting those established groups on the platform. But then once once that critical mass is achieved, then it's about providing an avenue for men to find people that are near them with similar interests. Mm-hmm. So if I want to have a shoot of basketball and not playing a team in, in the local half court, well, I can go down there on a Friday and I know there's going to be some guys there that I can hook up with and shoot. It's much more fun than doing it by yourself. Um, so it's about trying to encourage and promote guys that are to exercise and catch up with like-minded people near them and to do stuff that's fun and enjoyable. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's the main push, and then I suppose over the next twelve months, it, we'll roll out some more bells and whistles that allow guys to you know to have a tool in their hand that that, that gives them all the tools that they need to live this great life, a balanced life, food, nutrition, family, fun, mates, connection, and all those buzzwords. I suppose mm, it's interesting, like it's our innate human nature to be connected, but we've become so disconnected, haven't we, uh, over the years and. You think about when you were born in 1970, I run a men's circle here, I was talking about it deeply last night, and just how long, how much change we've actually seen in our, in our 49, 50 years. And um, uh, you just think about it, like we've seen lots, mate, compared to the, the parents that we had and their parents and so forth, you know, uh, just how, 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 how different things are now compared to what they were when we were, you know, little fellas running around kicking a football and then sort of coming into adult life, just how much how much um, you know we've actually been able to observe and absorb, and um, you know through all that too, there's been lots of disconnection. You know, far far more so than any time in humanity, I guess. And um, you know, it's not good for our mental health to be disconnected from others. Every other creature in nature is in their own communities. They're on. They're doing their things together. Uh, they're not separated. If you took something out of their pack, then all of a sudden they would struggle. And it's the same as a, as a human. We, we seem to self-isolate or particularly you know, my, my passion is to be able to help guys in isolated areas to become you know, more conscious and connected. And um, you know, we're not meant to be disconnected as humans. I, I really think that's a, a pivotal thing to, uh, to understand and recognise. Yeah. Look, what, what you say is 100% spot on. And I suppose... In today's society, with a big online presence and platforms, and you know the whole world's become online, the the, the problem we had with society was the connection is artificial and it's online. Mm. And through different social media platforms, you've got so many friends. But are they friends? Mm. You know, they're friends that you walk past on a street, you probably wouldn't even say good day to. Mm. 
you know. So the whole push that we're saying, that connection piece is critical in, in the well-being of humans, let alone men. Mm. Women tend to do it a lot better than guys. They tend to connect and talk and, and catch up a lot better than, than, than what we do. And so the, the, I suppose the purpose and, and the being of Greg is about is actually physically catching up and connecting with other men. It's not the online, I've got, a, you know, 500 mates on whatever social media channel you use, so that's that, that physical catch-up and connection. And mm. probably the next part of that that you touched on earlier, the whole prototype of a man, of what was a man in 1970 and how we conduct ourselves and how we, you know, what profile that is, is very different now. You know, we want to encourage folks to show their emotions and to be human and it's okay to express and be open and honest and real about where you're at and who you are. And um, and I think the prototype of the tough, robust bloke that doesn't cry is yesteryear. So, you know, Greg's also about changing that. It's okay to reach out and ask for help. It's okay to, to let a mate know that you're down and it's okay to reach out to a mate that you want to help. You know, and so the connection piece is just critical and everything. And the work you're doing in the in the communities of isolation is massive, mate. And a great, well done to you. But we'd love to partner with you. And Greg can be a vehicle that you know. I'm, oh, yes, I'm isolated, but it's got to be people around me. Who are they? Where are they? And how do I find them? Mm. You know, and how do we orchestrate through the Greg platform, obviously, that allows them to set activities and arrange to physically catch up with these people. You know, rather than. I think that one of one of blokes' greatest sayings are, oh, we should do this more often. Mm. You know, every time that something happens, that was great, we should do that again. You know, we have a once a year past plays show that everyone goes, oh, that was awesome. So really what we want to instigate and hence the creation of Greg is to try and give people tools to be able to do that more often, yeah. to enjoy it more often and have fun and enjoyment more often. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mike, the, the key word, enjoyment, you know, as you said. And, That's uh, right. We, uh, we just seem to, uh, to, to roll that off the tongue. And, um, you know, if you do find something that's pleasurable that you, you do engage with, do it more often. You know, uh, it's, it's not rocket science, but we just sort of seem to go back into our hives really quickly and, uh, and uh, not really, like, uh, embrace the, the feel-good things that come with connection. And, and, and as I mentioned before, that, that is what we're meant to be doing, you know. I just think, uh, uh, yeah, you, you think about you, yourself as a young fella and how, you know, all the things that you described you, you, you were doing, you were, you, you, were like, you were looking for something to do, but you're always connected with your mates doing stuff. But now, uh, guys, as we've got older, we're, we're sort of, we're not able to find things that we uh, enjoy and things that we do. So the first step is to maybe you know, jump on an app like yours and find people that are sort of got similar interests and then you can, you can gain connections with them. And obviously, I think what you've done with you know, being able to keep with, connect with people in your local communities is also tremendous as well. And I just think that, um, um, you know, it's, it's, it's using technology for good rather than not. And, uh, you know, it needs to be embraced. So I really um, encourage people listening to, to, to look into what you're doing there, Simon, because it's such a great thing. How can people get hold of you, mate? Mate, if, yeah, look, they, um, the, probably the best way is to, is to get on Greg. So if you're through the App Store or through Google, um, you, you search Greg Health and it come up pretty quick with the, the orange Greg icon and just download it and, and onboard yourself and, and then hopefully, you know, use the tools for how they've been built and allow you to, to get out and connect with old communities. So get all of your old mates and old communities on there, but also be open to finding and experiencing new things. 
you know, so that's that's the that's probably the easiest way. And um, and get Greg is obviously a website as well, which you can get on and, and have a look around. So what's it called? Get Greg. Well, the the the, the movement's called Greg, yeah. but um, the website is getgreg.app. Yeah. And then you search, if you just search, I mean, if you search Greg on the App Store, it'll come up, but it comes up a lot quicker if you just put Greg Health there. comes up second, I think. Where did the name come from? Yeah, look, good question. Our company name is called Menzana for Life, and, and Menzana is Latin for men's well-being. And, and we, we met with some marketing people and, and, I suppose, overviewed what our strategy was. And while they respected the name, they didn't think it was a name we should take to the market. And, and they created, fell enough, in 15 minutes, Greg. And, <laughs> and the reason they came up with Greg was is that, like Norm did in the old days of the Life the Inner campaign, that it, it, it gave us a figure in which to take to the market, mm. but it also gave us an ability that what we want Greg to be is for every bloke every man mm. so it's not just the the people that are struggling with mental health or, or whatever that you know there's a solution greg is 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 a character that we've created to allow every man to resonate with the journey that greg's on and that's just improving improving their life and their well-being mm. so it doesn't mean that you've got to be a one out of ten you might be a seven out of ten but how do you get your life to be an eight and and we thought that the creation of Greg as a character with, with Aussie larrikinism and humour and all of that allows us to resonate with the market. Mm. That was the creation. And so we've got a full-time resource in here that spends her whole life doing that, coming up with funnies and working. We've got a guy in WA who's the content writer who's funny, you know, and, mm. and the whole thing is about bringing humour to the table with a very serious undertone and message. But like in any Aussie larrikin and bloke way is to, you know, take the piss and have some fun along the journey. But... You know, by solving a real life issue as we go. Mm, yeah, mate, I, I think it's awesome. It actually like it grabbed me straight away when when you first uh, sort of floated it out there, and um, uh, because it's one syllable, obviously it's easy, and also you know it's got a connection with someone that you know. I, I can name all these Gregs that I know, but uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a it's just a common common um, common name that I think um, you know provides some some grounding it's it's actually quite grounding um you know uh uh terminology mate so i really i really congratulate you and, and the guys for thinking of this and, and giving it the life that it already has got and I, I can only think it's only going to get better and better from here mate so um yeah so jump on your website gregapp.org is it, it gregapp that's the website and then get on to the to the app store if you're apple and, and search greg health and download it mate and look i appreciate your support and and thank you for getting on board early and and hopefully as two collective organizations we can work together to to help you know in, um, achieve the strategy that we both have and that's you know that's improving the well-being of men so great work to you too mate yeah appreciate it and um yeah, look, uh, really grateful to, to, to speak about or hear, hear your, your journey in its essence, mate, and sort of where life sort of, uh, you know, was for you uh, through sport and where it's taken to you now. And, and obviously with the passion that you've got, lots of people are going to benefit from that. So I thank you. Uh, thank you very much for your support, mate. And let's hope we can all achieve the journey of, you know, making sure that every time we ask the bloke how they're going, that the true and honest answer is great. Yeah. You know, and then we're all good. Life's great. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, thank you very much for listening in. Simon, um, just such a beautiful, uh, heart-centered man, and you know he's created this from from his heart with with his his, his partner Craig. And um, you know, I just think 
as I said, if we can't be connected physically, then through a device like this um, or a platform like this, we can stay connected, which is, you know, great. We, we've got to probably embrace this technology. Um, and I know it can be detrimental if we're using it too much like anything, but uh, if we use it wisely, then it can keep us um, uh, in good stead physically and mentally. So, yeah, I really encourage you to check um, their website, greg.app, I think it was. Um, yeah, and if you'd like some more information, just contact me, support outbackmind.com.au. Check out the website, outbackmind.com.au, and please share the podcast with some people in your community. Thanks very much. Cheers.